Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome, welcome to episode 16 of The Race Isn't Given. I apologize that I've uh, had to, unfortunately, miss a couple of weeks, but I wanted to make sure that I came before you so that we can have a conversation. And then today we're going to talk about, well, I give it all up to get to where God wants to take me? Will I give it all up to get where God wants to take me? This is an interesting thought when you think about it, because when we look at our lives from being young and probably to the stages that we are now, we all have goals, agendas, and we have places and destinations that we want to get to. We have things that we feel that we should acquire, relationships, houses, diplomas, education, degrees, all of these things from a natural perspective. Ever since we were born, we were set and we have something placed in our mind to get these things and to get to where we are supposed to be. And so today, just for a few moments, I want to dabble again on the topic. Well, I give it all up to get where God wants me to be. And first, we're going to flirt with the Gospel of Matthew. Again, that is the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19. And we're going to dabble for a moment through verses 16 and through 24. And then we're going to wrap it up in Mark chapter 8. But again, we're just going to read Matthew the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19, verses 16 through 24. And verse 16 starts off by saying, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what th good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, which? And Jesus says, thou should do no murder. Thou should not commit adultery. Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not bear false witness. Honor thy mother and thy father, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man says unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, go, sell all that thou hast, give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter in to the kingdom of God. And so as we ponder on that scripture, I do want to stop for a moment and ask a question. What things in your life, possessions, relationships, degrees, etc., are we holding on to that are great acquisitions? Things that we worked hard for, 
things that we cherish and we want to keep grasp on because of the tests and the trials and the patience and the long suffering, the issues, the burdens, the time, the days, the hours that we put into acquiring these things. But I ask you, what are you willing to give up to follow Jesus? What are you willing to set down, even though it was great acquisition, even though it was things that you worked your life to achieve? And yet now, due to circumstances, due to issues, trials, and tribulations, due to advancement within the kingdom, it is being asked of you to lay them down. I pose another question. Is Jesus worth giving up everything that you have acquired yourself to trust and believe him that he will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or think. I wonder, will you be able to lay down those things, pick up your cross and follow God? It makes me reflect back on the conversation I had with someone I used to speak with a lot. And they asked me one day, hey, Back when you were younger, the marriage that you had, who made that marriage happen? Was it God or was it yourself? The houses, the cars, the traveling, all of those things that we amassed, even the bank accounts at that time. Did you guys do that or was it God? And as I took the moment to pause and reflect on the question, it allowed me to answer it in this capacity. I don't have any of them anymore. I don't have the marriage. The house was given to my ex-wife. The cars we had to give, give away. The trips began to cease. The bank account began to dwindle down. And clearly all those things that I put my hand to, they did not last. Why do I mention that? Because the Bible says, heaven and earth shall fall away, but his word shall never come back void. Why do you think I'm mentioning that? When we think about the passage that we just read, we're dealing with a man who says that by the law and what Jesus described, he was perfect. And yet, when it came down to giving up everything that he had amassed, he left sorrowful. And clearly, we understand he did not follow Christ. How many of us are holding on to so many earthly possessions the physical touch of another individual, the perfect job, the perfect marriage, the perfect education, the perfect ministry, 
We walk around thinking that it is us. It is us that is doing all of these things. But in the reality, it is the grace of God. I even dare to say, when Jesus says, I have come, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. As I deep dive in that, and from my personal opinion, I do not believe that he was talking about money. But the abundance in which he's speaking of, an abundance of love from him, abundance of his spirit, abundance of hope, abundance of joy, abundance of life. Because many of us walk through life thinking that everything is perfect. It is great. And that is only because we haven't been through a storm yet. We haven't gone through anything that was trivial. We haven't been up against something that was almost life-threatening. And when I talk about life and I talk about death in this perspective, I'm talking about those things that the devil strategically places in our lives to draw us away from the light, which is Jesus Christ himself. We think about Adam and Eve as I talk about them quite often. Their sin and their death was the separation from God. And I remember Tony Evans, I listened to one of his messages and in that message, he says, every time we commit a sin, we die. Every time we choose and we deliberately make the choice to sin against God, we die. Because every time we deliberately and indeliberately, for that matter, sin against God, we separate ourselves from him. And that is the death. Even as I talk about it, and I'll mention again, when Jesus was on the cross and the pain and the anguish that he had, though he was whipped, he was beaten, holes were placed through his hands and through his feet. But what was more painful? The fact that the moment that he took on every sin, not only the people from the past that had died, the people that in the present that were there, he took on every sin for us, even the ones that we deliberately, he knew even back then, the choices and the desires that we were gonna lean on. And the moment that he took on those sins, he died a spiritual death because he was separated from his father. And once he conquered death, hell, and the grave, he was reunited with his father. So I pose the question again, what will I give up? What will I give up to get to where God wants me to be? And we're gonna read Mark, Eight, verses 34 through 38. And it says, and when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, 
whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Verse 35. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a male give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of God be ashamed when he cometh in glory of his Father with the holy angels. So what are you willing to give up in order to get to where God wants you to be? And here he talks about laying down your cross. I mean, laying down your life, taking up your cross and following him, denying yourself to follow Christ. We look at the rich man and now the correlation of the two. We had a man that was not fully convinced that his possessions were lesser than the salvation that Jesus Christ was looking to give him. And how many of us in this world today are chasing things from a fleshly perspective because it makes us feel good? because it gives us more uh, prosperity from an earthly perspective. But yet, we are losing our very soul. We are losing the fight because we will not deny ourselves, pick up the cross and follow him. Because this walk, as we always talk about, is not that provocative. You know, you have prosperity preachers that speak name and acclaim it, flabbing and blabbing and all those other things. But we have to understand and realize if Jesus Christ was persecuted, if the disciples that came before us and the apostles before us went through trial and tribulation. What makes it think that we will not have to stand the test to show that we are truly devout believers in this word. So in this time and the rest of this week, I really want you to spend time with the Lord and then spend time with yourself and think about some of those things, those goals, those destinations, those desires that really aren't necessary and that we have put in place more higher than our walk with Christ. We spend more time dedicated to school. We spend more time dedicated to marriage and relationships. We spend more time even dedicated to our family and friends than we do spending an hour, spending a two hours, spending five minutes before the Lord. Because I find it hard to believe that if you dedicated time out of every day to spend with the Lord, that he does not speak to you. That he, that he does not reach for you, that he does not give you instruction and, and direction. So when we talk, talk about death, we're not talking about the physical death. We're talking about being blocked from the light. Going from walking in the cool of the day as God communes with us to running 
and saying, I hid because I am naked. I hid because I am naked. And someone, as I was on a conversation, posed this question, and I'm going to pose it too. As I begin to close and I pray, who told you you were naked? So, Father God, we bless you and we love you. We thank you for this time just to come and sit down and chat. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you forgive me every trespass, forgive me every shortcoming. Forgive me, Father God, for falling short when I knew the steps that I should have taken. When I, Father God, missed my time to commune with you and found other things more important than the time dedicated to you. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that this podcast is never representation of me. And I pray, oh, Father God, even if it's only one person, that someone be is drawn and brought to Christ and have a clearer and better understanding of how the race isn't given to the swift, nor to the prudent, but he who endureth to the end. So I pray that you go with your people. I pray that you restore, rebuild, renew. I pray, Father God, for pure and true deliverance for your people. I pray, oh, Father God, for covering and healing and blocking of any snare trick that the devil will bring. I pray, oh, Father God, that you send angels to protect, to lead, guide, and direct. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And again, the race isn't given to the swift, nor to the prudent, but he who endureth to the end. I bless you and love you all. I'll see you next week. I will see you next week. And thank you for joining episode 16 of the race isn't given. What will I give up to get to where God wants me to be? May the presence of the Lord be with you and may his light shine upon you. May his spirit give you rest and hope and joy. In the name of the Father, Son, and the precious Holy Ghost, God be the glory.